0: Charles Champlin of the Los Angeles Times called it a coarse-grained and exploitive work which depends on excess for its impact. Jay Hoberman of the Village Voice called it a near-Hitchcockian exercise in transference of guilt and making the audience pay for its illicit pleasures. And Pauline Kael of the New Yorker said it may be the most cheerfully perverse scare movie ever made on this episode of ruined childhoods we decide the fate of jaws R- 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 welcome to this edition of ruined childhoods this is dan and i'm here with john how's it going john hey i'm doing swell how are you dan? I, I swell swell as well <laughs> oh, oh,
1: I <laughs> uh, I mean, it. I feel like the the past the the first group of episodes that we've done have all been about these movies that um there's an element of something about them that's like kitschy or like you know just kind of off and we just had the chance to revisit Jaws. Yeah, so
0: certainly not. It was not not a uh, what one would consider an underground cult film or something that gained no. popularity after the after its theatrical release.
1: Yeah, and we will surely talk about this in a bit. But like you, I know watched at least one of the sequels, uh, which certainly has a schlock factor to it. Um, but well, like, yeah. if we're just. It, like, I only watched the the first of the series, and man, it was just really nice to, like, see something truly incredible. Yeah. You know, and it had been a few years since I've seen it, so it was just nice to revisit that. Um, but before we get into that, I wanted to, to uh, give a shout out to someone who sent us an email. Email! Yeah! Uh, f- this person it goes by the name of French Fry Phil. And they say, great job on the last Starfighter episode. That would have been our last episode. Oh, thanks, it French It makes Fry. me want to revisit. I I remember renting it and a lot of other films from the library in the mid-80s and also seeing the 80 to $100 replacement cost listed on the brown VHS boxes <laughs> next to the title. <laughs> Can't wait for Jaws. Fun fact, I've seen or read somewhere that Jaws is Alton Brown's favorite film. Cheers, Phil. So thanks. how about that? Thanks for writing in, Phil. Um, yeah. Appreciate that. Ru- Ruined childhoods at gmail.com. If you want to write in, um, I hope it's okay that I just read that to everybody, Phil, but, um, no, and I, I, I felt like it was completely, uh, a completely regular <laughs> type of email. Nothing weird about it. So No,
0: and I want to say, and, and I got to say, shout out to the, to the library video rental, you know, it's the underappreciated yeah. resource like i we always go to your yeah we rent check your tons. local library
1: yeah yeah for sure um check your local library and also and we've talked about hoopla yes H O O P L A before but there's another service called canopy K A N O P Y it's a it's an app that links to your library account and you can watch a certain number of movies for free each month
0: yeah so it's great we highly recommend taking advantage of your your local public library and all of its many resources
1: yeah and uh dan i'm trying to remember have there been any developments in the in the news for for uh what, what do we got
0: yeah we had a uh, a news drop that bill and ted 3 is set to start shooting this right. spring so right. a lot of renewed excitement about that. And it feels like this time, you know, I've, there's been rumors in the past, but it feels like this time sure. we're, we're going, we're moving forward. So,
1: yeah, things are actually going to happen. Um, and to that, I say, excellent. Yes. Um,
0: and we also have a, there was a new trailer for the Lion, the, the lion King, the oh. the live action Lion King. And I know we've touched uh, on the I, Disney live action
1: yeah, remit. I only saw the first one that came out. That was more of like a shot by shot, you know, kind of copy, but like I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Like I thought that this looked actually pretty great. I haven't seen the new trailer, so I can't speak to that.
0: It really looks like it's going to be something really spectacular. I'm sure they'll they'll it'll be an IMAX 3D large format release and I would love to at least see it on on a huge screen.
1: I feel like that's the way to do it. That's the way I will want to do it, uh for sure. Yeah. Um it seems just kind of like a pretty special thing and it's like The Lion King when it, it came out, you know, originally was just like such a huge smash Monumental. and it like it, every Is monumental is just so delightful it's so very much rewatchable uh it's my favorite incredible people are incredible people are in it and it's like i'm not upset that they're doing this to it no you know and there's great people
0: involved so i'm okay with it i feel like i'm less skeptical about the 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 disney live action remakes that don't involve a lot of humans Jungle Book, mm-hmm. which I I have yet to see Jungle Book, but by all accounts was phenomenal. One mm-hmm. one human, you get like your one human, and
1: and he's great. That the kid that they have doing, I I forget the actor's name, but like mm-hmm. he
0: did great. So I yeah. I some I at some point would love to to catch that, and I I don't intend to miss the Lion King when it's back in theaters. I saw it twice on its first run, so. And I was not a big <laughs> Disney animation right. fan, but The Lion King, yeah, that was that 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 movie is something special.
1: So I uh, I know that this one isn't a I, we don't have any rules necessarily about how these these need to be about movies, but have you seen the the trailer or commercial for the new Twilight Zone? Uh, I
0: guess you could say reboot. Yeah, well, sure. Yeah, it's a re- he's he's taken the con- Jordan Peele uh, is taking the concept. He's yeah, he's the
1: new Rod Serling, and I mean the the trailer for it looked great.
0: Yeah, I mean if you if you look at a lot of Get Out, Get Out, sure. a lot of Get Out was kind of style stylistically or, or plot wise, I guess like sure a Twilight, like like also, the worst, the scariest totally... Twilight Zone episode, but. Yeah, yeah, right.
1: Tw- oh, tonally also just very reminiscent of The Twilight Zone. And uh, I mean, I love that there's a lot of comedic actors who are in it, who it's just like you can tell that like they just love The Twilight Zone. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani, Adam Scott, mm-hmm. uh, plenty of people in it are, are just completely phenomenal actors, and I'm really excited to see uh, how they all deal with it.
0: It makes me wonder if it might end up having... And I don't I I'm not worried just because creatively I I put a lot of stock in Jordan Peele. But I wonder Mm -hmm. if it could end up leaning more towards that Tales from the Crypt kind of, Uh um, you know, humorous. Like there's still some some scares, some shocks. But if it'll if it'll be more psychological or more sometimes could go more farcical. With it,
1: well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I'm, I'm but, looking um, forward I'm, to it. Yeah, no, it's gonna be but good. If there's anything else uh,
0: in, you know, I was looking, I, I saw that there's an that there's an Adams family reboot, an animated. Oh, it looks like oh, really, and it, I couldn't, yeah. <laughs> I could not find a trailer for it, but it's it's coming out later this year, and it looks like it's stop motion animation. Uh, huh, it, okay, it looks like it, like a Henry selleck esque film uh, henry Selick yeah. of Coraline and nightmare before christmas right um but yeah well that makes sense i mean yeah it does it looks like the style is it's it's kind of like if you're going to reboot it without raul julia and angelica houston whose performance all due respect to um john astin and the cast of the the 60s show sure. but like raul julia and angelica houston's performances are pretty iconic in those roles
1: yeah and that's funny because that's you know when when some people talk about you know people who maybe grew up watching the television show in the 60s when that movie was coming out might have even been thinking like ah my childhood is ruined yeah you know and (laughs) the and then here we are talking and here we are talking about these two movies both of which are amazing people still you know a, a any Thanksgiving, you're going to see uh, images from the second one pop up, yeah. uh, you, you know, on the internet. But mm-hmm. it's just like, that's such a beloved series, and it's not even the original, which I I think is a, t- a true testament to how, like, these reboots don't necessarily mean that it's going to be a bad thing. No, um, no. And something yeah. like The Adam's Family. And they family. don't erase
0: history, too. What's that? And they don't erase history. No, they certainly do not erase history. So unlike the Jaws series, which I learned as I was learning. so Jaws, um, the the original Jaws, Steven Spielberg's Jaws, 1975. 1975, mm-hmm. really the first summer blockbuster. really the the birth, you know, yeah. lines around the corner. Um, and it was the movie that had everyone running to see it and caused panics at beaches. And sure. Yeah. it. I mean, it did. People were, 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 were scared. Like the tagline for Jaws 2, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. I know. And for
1: such a, an iconic tagline to be on a far inferior
0: sequel, <laughs> the Jaws series taglines. Mm-hmm. So Jaws 2, the tagline, it, it, um, just when you thought it was safe to, to go back in the water, Jaws, the revenge has an iconic mm-hmm. tagline as well. This time it's personal. That's right. Was that the first time that was ever really used? Well, yes,
1: except
0: that what was, as I was going back and watching Jaws 2, and I guess we should we should go back and explain, because th- this movie, this episode is isn't a standout also in that Jaws is not necessarily a movie we grew up with.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is the first that we're talking about that...
0: Predates both of us. I mean, we're like, yeah, we didn't we didn't grow up watching I don't I didn't see the the original Jaws until I was at least in middle school. I had already seen Jaws 2 thanks to oh, really? well, Thanks to <laughs> HBO was right. was running Jaws. Jo- well Jaws 2. And I'd seen Jaws I also the Revenge. Feel like
1: we, I feel like we also weren't a big like I guess, I don't know if you'd call this a horror movie, but like, we weren't a big scary movie family. No, no. No, Um, but this kind of transcends that idea. And watching it, I couldn't take my eyes off of it because it is just so well shot and edited. Um, I mean, clearly the score, which everybody knows, is just phenomenal it's just completely outstanding uh, it, I mean we're, we're telling you things you already right. know I don't even well, know you what. know that
0: you know that it's iconic when people will know the theme to jaws people will do that dun, 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 and never having seen the movie possibly never having not knowing what it's actually from but just knowing okay this music is associated with uh oh there's danger coming.
1: Well, it's also kind of like how anytime you and I are talking to our mother on the phone or, or call her and she says, I was just thinking about you. And so she starts going, do, 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 going back to the Twilight That's Zone. Right. It's kind of like the Twilight Zone theme, it, you know, has that same thing where it's like you.
0: It's got a life of its own. People
1: can. It has a life of its own when something weird is
0: happening. Yes, exactly. It's just, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and she, of course, has seen the Twilight Zone our mother, but you have people who This is true. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be clear. So but back to yes. so back to Jaws. Um and then our fam- mm. I guess I, I could say our family's first real experience with Jaws was was in person. Uh oh. in the summer of nineteen
1: eighty seven. Oh boy. Summer of eighty seven summer of eighty seven. Yeah we all we all went to uh to California on a on a family vacation and went to Universal Studios. Yes. And uh Went on the the Jaws ride. What well, was just at and that point we, it wasn't.
0: A, it was funny. So Universal Studios at that point wasn't didn't have like it wasn't like a theme park. It was still just like right. a back lot, and they would just have the tram, and they'd have like little the little attractions as part of it. But it was just like okay, well now you're going past the water, and oh, what's that in the water? And yeah, yeah, it's super cheesy. Fabulous tour guide um, acting. Well, and we
1: know this because that's basically like our one main family home video from our childhoods was yeah. <laughs> the Summer of 87 video. Yeah. So, of course,
0: otherwise we would certainly never remember this. No, no. But that one that one managed to stand the <laughs> test of time. And Jaws definitely was, was in the water and was pulling the pier behind him. And yeah, right. it was... So that was kind of, and that that was the summer that Jaws the Revenge was in theaters. Right. Uh, I also do want to point out that, I mean,
1: you said the taglines are great. The trailers for them are also really great. I don't know. I I went back and I revisited the trailers for the four Jaws movies. It's only
0: the four, right? It's only the four. Interesting Mm -hmm. fact that I learned while watching Jaws the Revenge is that, in the 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 jaws universe, the jaws timeline and I'll get I'll, I'm going to get into that universe in a little bit. But in that world, Jaws 3 or Jaws 3D does not exist. Mm-hmm. The events of it it just didn't happen or it was it was a different Michael and Sean Brody working Jaws Jaws 3D is where Michael um, I think it's Michael Brody is working at the eldest son of Chief Brody. And that's and that's Dennis Quaid, right? Dennis Quaid. He's working at SeaWorld mm-hmm. and oh and then Lou Gossett right. Jr. is the head of this was a movie that we watched a lot in college. Um perhaps oh, on yeah. the first VCR as as I referred to. And Jaws 3D <laughs> is so cheesy and it was made it was, it was a 3D movie. It was like nine. I feel like 1983 was like the year of let's give 3D a shot. And there was a 3D Friday the 13th. And like uh-huh. any any movie that was having their part three coming out, it was like oh we're it's not it's gonna be Friday the 13th. It's got to be three three D Jaws three D.
1: So wait, in the third one and
0: the fourth one, isn't Michael Caine in both of those? No. Michael Caine is only in the fourth one. He's, He's as Hoagie. The, okay, the, I, the shady pilot. Got
1: it. I thought that for some reason he was in the third one also.
0: But what do I know? Michael Caine's quotes about Jaws: The Revenge are are amazing. One of them, I I remember, and I remember like hearing this long ago before the internet. But Michael Caine was asked about Jaws: The Revenge, and he said, "I've never seen the film." And by all accounts, it's a terrible film. But I have seen the house that it built, and it's a magnificent house. Oh my god! <laughs> so he's—I mean, he didn't even care. Michael Caine. So Michael Caine was nominated for an Oscar um, in 1987 for Hannah and Her Sisters, and he—he uh-huh. he won the Oscar, but was could not was not allowed to leave the set of Jaws four, where wherever it was, I think it was filming in Florida. But yeah, so he wasn't wasn't allowed to leave to get his Oscar, and I I don't know that he necessarily cared because the paycheck was that nice.
1: (laughs) So not only was Jaws for the Revenge this like, I guess by all accounts awful movie, but it also has such little respect for filmmaking that it wouldn't even let one of its stars right. receive
0: their Oscar. <laughs> so, John, if I can get into the weeds a little bit here on Jaws the Revenge. Oh, the seaweeds, if I, you will. Into the sea. <laughs> I hate us. If I can anchor myself in this port for a while. Um, Speaking of anchors, uh,
1: the mayor's suit in Jaws, uh, it's got a bunch of anchors on it. That is a phenomenal yeah, suit. The
0: mayor in Jaws, and by the way, one of my favorite memes... That that always comes out around election time. The one about the mayor in in Jaws is still the mayor in Jaws too. Local, yeah. like, Local elections matter. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so my so I'm watching Jaws: The Revenge, and one of the most just renowned awful atrocities of Jaws: The Revenge is that the plot is built around the concept that Jaws's family, the the great white sharks, that that we've been dealing with this same line of sharks or perhaps the same shark. No, I don't think they, they think they say that, but like this, like the son of Jaws or daughter, like uncle of Jaws or whoever that there's a personal vendetta. And it's funny because in Jaws two, one of the characters says to uh, chief Brody uh, Roy Scheider, he says, he, he says, sharks don't take things personally. Oh <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, well t- two sequels later they do. And I, as I'm watching as, as I'm watching the movie, I'm trying to think, how does this how does this possibly make sense and where is there evidence of some other some explanation? And because I feel like I have to, I came up with an explanation. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Ellen Brody played by Lorraine Gary is psychically connected to the great white sharks and like, I'm like Harry Potter Voldemort kind of like how like Harry sometimes like, ah, he sees through Voldemort's eyes and Voldemort can see into his mind. And so you've got like Ellen Brody and Hey, maybe there's a prequel in this as she's, she's like communicates with animals, in the wild or, or something like that. And so, well, there, there's on. these, Sorry, there's on. these moments where it's like, she knows the shark is there. She can't see it. Like there's this one moment where she's with Michael Caine and they're in like the middle, they're in the, they're in the Bahamas on this island, I don't think they ever specify the island, but they're in the Bahamas and Bahama Island. Michael, they're at they're at Bahama. They're on Kokomo. Kokomo. They're on Kokomo. Yeah, yeah everybody knows. <laughs> um, so, she's and and you know she's recently. So she's lost her her husband, who he, mm-hmm. the, the the exposition there is that he died of a of a heart attack. Um, he had nothing at all to do with Roy Scheider like swearing off the series. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like during the making of Jaws 2. But long story short, she's so, <laughs> so how many times are we going to say that? So, so he's, yeah. he's died of a heart attack, which she says she's like, it might've been, that's what the coroner's report said. It was a heart attack, but it was that shark. And she knows it was like the, just like the psychological, the psychological shark um, in Brody's mind. And then uh, in the, at the beginning of Jaws: The Revenge, which clever move they they set it around the holidays, they set it around Christmas. So um, okay, so oh, did Shane Black write this one? So Shane, Shane, the long shark. Good night. And, um, a long apologize to white. everybody for bringing up Shane Black right now. Okay, moving on. No, keep going. Dan. So so yeah, and then Sean Brody, the younger son of Chief Brody, is killed. By a great mm-hmm. white shark. She goes to the Bahamas where Michael Brody played by, drum roll please. Lance Guest. Lance Guest. Oh, sorry. No drum roll necessary, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So Lance Guest. Pl- the last starfighter himself. Yep. Yep. He's 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 grown a beard, but otherwise still has that same Roganish energy. And mm-hmm. so he and his wife and their five-year-old child, who, by the way, whoever wrote the script and wrote the dialogue and behavior of the five-year-old as the parent of a of an almost five-year-old spot on spot wow. on so that we can give <laughs> so i this does not get a lot of screenwriting props often but i gotta give it to this one but she, so she's in the middle of town and there's like some ra- like festival happening and she's at michael kane and meanwhile michael is out on his research boat with Mar- mario van peebles who plays his his friend partner research assistant and they are attacked by a great white shark they're miles away from each other she stops like we're cutting back and forth now between the shark attacking the boat with michael on the boat and ellen brody just frozen like a deer in headlights in the middle of town like she knows something's happening and it it happens there's there's another scene du- when du- it happens. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. You know? <laughs> um, moving on. So, go ahead. And then there's a scene, there's a scene later on. It's the banana boat scene. If you've seen the movie, uh, yeah. you know what it's, it's 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 I if there's an iconic scene in this, the banana boat scene. I
1: feel like I don't know anything about this movie except this scene.
0: Because it's actually it's probably the most legitimately frightening scene in in the movie because there's a lot of children in the water. Yeah. Wait, this water that is by the way, way too shallow. And, and I would imagine warm for a great, for a great white shark. Um, Definitely too shallow, but logic doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So, and she does, and it happens again. She senses it when, when they're on the boat and the shark's going to attack. She knows like before it happens, mm-hmm. she's not like, like Brody, when he calls a farce, false alarm uh, because there's a school right. of fish swimming, he actually sees something. She doesn't know. She just senses it. And she has this this moment. And it, it's it's that, you know, it's mom. Doing, Wrong pitch. Yeah. So, she, so I'm like, so I'm watching it and I'm like, the only plausible explanation is is that there's a psychic connection between them and by the way the cl- so the climax of the movie she comes out onto the water and it's like there's this scene when it's like it, it, it's high noon and it's they're both coming on both ends of the street and it's like the sh- the shark is coming or it's, it's more closely comparable i would say to like what vader and obi-wan confront each other at the end of uh the original Star Wars. <laughs> it's like they knew, they they sensed each other and they were like, yeah, I know I'm coming to fight this person. And it is like, seriously, you see the scene, it's Ellen Brody in the boat sailing towards, and you got the shark coming from the other direction. And it's like, this is the end, there can be only one. And it makes as much sense, it makes, I would say it makes, it's the only
1: Explanation. You're looking for plausible explanations, and I think that's our problem here.
0: No, uh, that's our gift.
1: No, it's a bad movie um, with one <laughs> remarkably memorable
0: memorable scene. That's all. I'm just, you know, if you ever have the opportunity to watch it again, check it out and watch it well, through. Watch it, it is on that. Netflix. So go on Netflix and watch it with that lens. Think to yourself: Is there a psychic connection between Ellen Brody? And the shark, especially considering, especially considering, by the way, that Jaws 3 is not considered canon because she's not in that one. (laughs) She's not at SeaWorld. Got it. Jaws 3, not Uh, canon. So otherwise, that shark is coming to her every time. She could be the reason for all of this. So, okay. (laughs) She's a witch. Ellen Um, Brody is a a witch. She communicates with animals. What?
1: Yeah. Why anybody in the Brody family, still after the Jaws 1, goes anywhere near water is beyond me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Um, it's funny, it reminds me of what Eddie Eddie Murphy's routine going back to delirious he talks about horror movies Uh, and white families in horror movies and how like the amityville horror he's like the ghost tells them to get out of the house and they're like oh that's weird yeah (laughs) so (laughs) so yeah it's yeah that's totally i mean well any sequel defies logic in that respect
1: yes i mean the first one completely plausible in terms of you know, Chief Brody getting involved because it is his job. How is he to know that this new position as the chief of police of, like, Amity is going to be such a crazy experience? No way of ever predicting that.
0: How does he know that sharks are cyclically connected to his wife?
1: Okay. All right. We've got to move on from that. uh, Sticking my so, So we have... Aside from, okay, so we've got the first movie, a classic. Um, Then we have three sequels. And then we have video games. Uh, We can also maybe even consider counting the uh, Back to the Future Part 2 2015 sequel to... uh, Was it Jaws Jaws? 19? Was it Jaws 19? I think so, yeah. But um,
0: isn't it funny, though? <laughs> here we go. <laughs> this is not going to be... No, I'm not going too far into the weeds here. I'm just saying, isn't it funny how in the 1970s, in the mid-70s, you have two movies come out. They're classics. One of them is a Best Picture nominee, Jaws, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the other is a Best yes. Picture winner, Rocky. And both of those hmm. go on to become franchises that are kind of critically ridiculed, and we're even airplane. I think it's airplane 2 that has the the poster about like Rocky. Like they have like yes. a ridiculous number of Roman numerals. Um, and then there's yeah, and they're still making them. They yeah, well they they've the Creed movies they've, yeah. they've spun off.
1: So <laughs> yes, yeah, loosely. Yeah, uh, although I did recently watch Rocky's 3 and 4 and then Creed on a flight recently. That's a nice flight.
0: I watched Rocky 4 yeah. on a flight once. It was perfect, and Creed is a great yeah. movie.
1: What f- why, why are we watching Rocky 4 on flights? It's 2019, Dan. What's wrong with us? I don't know. <laughs>
0: what else are you going to do? Yeah,
1: there you, <laughs> you go. You watch Perfect. Rocky 4, I want uh, you
0: sleep. Um
1: so it was available on like the Alaska Airlines like free movies thing. So yeah. anyway, here we
0: are. So so getting back to getting back to Jaws. Um I I will say this for yeah. the sequels before before we we get into a, a, what we're here to do. I will say this for <laughs> Jaws 2. Jaws 2 does Deliver. I mean, it, it cribs a lot of the the scares from the first one, but it does it well. Mm-hmm. It Spielberg of Spielberg didn't come back to direct it. He was doing Close Encounters, and I also don't think the idea appealed to him. There was a proposal of doing a sequel that would actually be a pre- like Jaws two was going to be a prequel about Quint on the USS Indianapolis. Oh, uh, eh, that's kind of cheap. Well, it's just it's it's you can tell that story without it being connected to Jaws. You can actually yeah. make, you can just make that movie. Um, yeah. But they were gonna do that, and so Jaws, 2, but Jaws 2 is fun, and they, they've they got like, the, that one, Michael's a teenager, so it's all that like teenage recklessness, and you, you know, so what? A shark comes back a second time <laughs> to Amity Island. And, 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 and still no one believes Brody until there's, there's a high enough body count. So Jaws, Jaws 2 is, Jaws 3 is, can't be fun. If it's a great, you know, late night movie. It's just don't expect to really be scared and don't expect quality. And same thing with Jaws, the revenge. It was, I enjoyed Jaws, watching Jaws, the revenge more than I expected to.
1: Oh I'm sure because it's campy but like one thing that you got to think about is The First Jaws is a movie about tapping into your fears mm-hmm. and it's a movie about just I mean it's it's also so much about the people. Uh you you don't see a shark for the first hour of the movie and even after you do you still have these great scenes like the USS Indianapolis scene where it's just like so much about human connection mm-hmm. and that's what to me that movie was so much more about and then the other ones are about fighting sharks right yeah yeah so it's like i don't know it's kind they kind of just kind of went off on their own path and became their own little cl- like a their own little trilogy of like just i don't know shark movies shark movies which these days we have hundreds of shark mm-hmm. movies. Uh, I mean, there's like the shark movies. Sharknado, there's the, Meg. Uh, the one, the Meg. That's right. There's also the one that, uh, Tommy Wiseau just released a trailer for called like big shark or something like that.
0: Oh, this is news to me. I got to check this out.
1: Oh, you got, you got to check out the trailer. It's Ooh. crazy. A Tommy Wiseau pants. shark movie. Yeah. Yeah, with Greg Sistero, of course. Why not? And uh yeah. the DiCaprio like... to his
0: Scorsese. <laughs> By the way, um, mm-hmm. so I meant to mention this in the beginning when we were talking about news, but even just that teaser for that new Scorsese flick on Netflix, oh, The I Irishman. Seen it. It's it's just like Al Pacino and Robert De Niro exchanging a couple of brief lines of of dialogue, but just it, it's like the it's like Avengers for like serious actors of mm-hmm. <laughs> of the latter 20th century. Joe Pe- and Joe Pesci is back, so Joe Pesci's back. Yeah, I saw that. So that's pretty cool. Anyway, just had to get that out. I want to talk about no. I want to talk about Jaws and I want to talk about the the untold stories. Right.
1: So what would what would you do? Gun to your head, forced to make something else in the Jawsiverse. tell me what you would do brody okay
0: so when when jaws opens the brodies have have recently moved to amity island from new york city where martin brody was a cop and he had some kind of burnout it's kind of vague but you get you kind of get some ideas throughout jaws and i guess jaws 2 he 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 likes the drink he also can be pretty reckless with his gun in jaws 2 he like almost, there's a shot where he like almost f- shoots at a kid <laughs> he's like aiming just past the kid and i've always i've always wondered you know what if you had and i think there's so many ways you could do this i actually th- would think a series of novels about brody's experiences as a cop in new york his you know maybe his his early relationship with ellen and and eventually what it is that that burns him out and sends him to amity for some some peace and quiet so and all, he's got this water fear too and that could certainly play into it but i would say i'm i'm really interested to know you know what's what's the story what kind of a cop was he in new york why did he why did he leave? Um, so that's that's the idea I've had uh, for a while. I want to say, like, I watch Jaws once a year. I watch it around July Fourth every okay. year, if I if okay. I could squeeze it in. And yeah, I I remember thinking about this and just one, you know, hearing them talking about his experience as a cop in New York. I was like, man, if you were gonna do anything with this. That's the way to go. And it could be, you could do it as a series. Uh, You could do it as like a, you know, a Netflix or HBO or Hulu series. Um, You could do a a prequel film. Mm -hmm. So then the next question is, who would you cast as Brody? My first, like my gut instinct, the gun gun to the head answer was Sam Rockwell. And I I think it's just he's kind of he's kind of a go to because I feel like he can do pretty much anything.
1: Yeah, I mean granted he doesn't look what his age probably is, but he's probably at the same age as Roy Scheider was when he was doing Jaws. That was something I thought of he's probably probably a little too old. He can play he can play younger though. I don't know. I mean you need Um, someone
0: like and here's the thing, you have to resist the urge to like cast Some, you know, some guy who's like, you know, really big because Roy Scheider wasn't a tough guy. You're not going to cast like John Bernthal as as young Martin Brody. But Mm -hmm. so, so I guess I was thinking Sam Rockwell. And there's probably a lot of other options that I have not considered. Sure. Uh, I think Chris Pine kind of popped into my head, but I feel like, see, it's funny. Cause I was just thinking Chris Evans, because I feel like he has a similar
1: look to Roy Scheider oh, a little bit. Okay. I don't know. Chris Evans.
0: Okay. He'll, he'll need something to do. <laughs> he'll, I think he'll be okay. He'll need something to keep about him, him, him busy. Yeah, no, he'll, yeah, no, he he's got a future ahead of him. So yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. The only other, the only other idea I had for a prequel was, was Matt Hooper, the college years. I'm just thinking. Oh yeah, yeah, like just Animal House, and I don't know who had yeah, cast right. as a young Richard Dreyfus. So I did make an considering he was pretty young at the time. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, I um. So I had. Not, I was. I was thinking. I made another. I'd made another connection, and it. It occurred to me. So what if What if there's a cinematic universe in the films of Steven Spielberg? And what if in that universe, Martin Brody is related to Marcus Brody of Indiana Jones? Interesting. That he is, that maybe, that Martin Brody, and, and there doesn't need to be much much more of a of a connection but it would be what like his uncle yeah i guess that would make sense, something like that his uncle yeah that would yeah i think that would that would make sense it's very interesting yeah
1: but was was brody the name of the character in the book jaws
0: i never read it so i don't know uh neither neither do i but I'm going <laughs> to just I'm going to I'm going to look that up. I'm I'm curious. So
1: while you're doing that, Dan, I'm going to tell you a thought that I had for a potential. This would be a reboot idea. Hmm. So, yes, Chief Brody is Uh, he has come to Amity Island from New York where he was a cop. And lo and behold, the first. Thing that happens when he gets there is there's this massive shark that's killing everyone. Sounds like something that could happen to I don't know John McClane, <laughs> Die Hard Six, Jaws <laughs> the reboot. <laughs> the guy who the New York cop who's just always in the wrong place at the wrong time. Wait,
0: at, so wait at at the end does he end up with like Yippee Kaye, you son of a bitch? <laughs> Uh, you know, yes, maybe. I, well, it, I, which is, I, that's what, what just, Brody just, says when he, smile, right, you son yes. of a bitch.
1: Just throwing that out there. It's not my serious idea, <laughs> but imagine, just imagine. Because as soon as it like was like, you know, he came there from New York, I'm just like, hmm, New York Cup. All of a sudden is in this Mm -hmm. real weird situation. Sounds like someone I know. Come up
0: to the island. We'll have a good time. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um, The other thought that I had is not... The thing is like Jaws is such a special movie. Yeah. I'm not going to say like it's perfect and shouldn't be touched because that's... Who's to say that? But like I feel like there are ways to honor it. That won't impact the you know the legacy of this movie in any way um but will also just kind of show a lot of respect for it because when in a lot of the i guess reboots lately that you've seen um I don't know like judge dread or uh Robocop stuff like that, mm-hmm. where it's just like you know it's they're do they're not doing it for Robocop fans or. Right. Well, maybe Judge Dredd because I was a comic guy. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. I feel like in a way that there needs to be some form of movie that just kind of plays respect to it. And I feel like the only way to do it is to not take it super seriously, but to do it in a way that's like... And I, and I, I know that this is going to make you think of the uh, Shot for Shot Psycho remake, but what if there was... Like an actual shot-by-shot shot remake of Jaws, but starring people from like other genres, and you know, like do it with people from the comedy world. Like, have Adam Quint Scott as Brody. Be... Sure, Adam Scott as Brody, Quint as Jason Manzukis, uh, maybe even Seth Rogen as Hooper. Like, you know, have people from different universes kind of enter in the jaws world you know you're but like
0: what's up you're making me wonder if they've ever done so i know i i don't know if this still happens but i remember a few years ago i think it was jason reitman organizing readings of oh yeah saw that i think okay i yeah. i'm i'm curious to know if he's done if they've done jaws and who read the huh. parts because it seems that's a really interesting question I remember they did Princess Bride, and I was never in L.A. when that was going on, but always sounded really cool. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, I never went to any of those. So, um... Oh,
0: by the way, to to come back, the character uh, in the book is Brody, is um, Martin Brody, is the, Brody. Okay. the character in the book. It also looks like, and I've never, I never read the book, but it... Oh, we we've got a lot of background on Ellen here. Apparently, <laughs> oh wait, apparently, Ellen was in a relation, had a relationship with Matt Hooper. What? What? In what is the this? Book? There's a whole thing between her and oh, and apparently, she like she used to like be rich and. There's a whole lot huh. more... There's a whole lot of... This is all in the book? Tension, yeah. Or it's on the Wikipedia page on the book, so... <laughs> I'm curious now. Yeah. I'm Now I'm interested to read to read the book. I always felt like, you know, I've got the movie that's definitive,
1: but... Well, it's not like the book is the novelization. It's, no, no. you know, an adaptation, so... But I've always... Yeah.
0: But I remember hearing, I, I think even uh, Peter Benchley, I think... I don't know that he preferred the movie to the book, but I know he's the author, right? Yeah, Peter Benchley wrote um, yeah. wrote that. And didn't he also write the screenplay, or
1: was he somehow? Maybe it was just a credit, no, like he, a credit type of situation. He didn't
0: write the screenplay. The screenplay was written by. I want to say I thought his name. I thought his one of the guys. It, I thought I saw his name Car- come up in the credits
1: though. Carl as Gottlieb, a,
0: one of the writers. Okay. So Carl, okay. Carl Gottlieb uh, wrote the screen, adapted it. And he's also, he's in the movie. I forget who he plays. He has a supporting role. Huh. But um, so I also I, want to
1: point something out about Jaws real quick. Uh, the crew, and I noticed this while watching the end credits, there's a lot of women who worked on this movie. And I feel like 1975, you probably don't get a lot of like females you know, female crew members, Uh um, people running the show. I don't know. I just thought that that was pretty interesting for the, for the time. I mean, it was edited by Verna Fields, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. uh, who's, you know, I mean, done a lot of just absolutely amazing movies, but I don't know that cause I was like, watching it and I was like, man, the editing in this is just absolutely phenomenal. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right, it's Verna Fields.
0: And the editing is so essential. And I think by now, most people know the the backstory about the production of Jaws and how they had so much trouble with the shark, which is why it's not in as much of the movie and why the movie focuses more on the characters because Mm -hmm. they couldn't use the shark half the time. And it was such a blessing in disguise. But the fact yeah. – so the the flexibility of the filmmakers to be able to, to take it – to take that problem and turn it into a, a, a bonus for the movie and turn it into something. And I'm sure mm-hmm. at, the, at the time they didn't know like, ah, and it'll be even better. But right. to be able to just moot the boldness of like just of going forward and then the talent of – the crew and especially Verna Fields, especially mm-hmm. the editing and John Williams with the music, it the editing and the music f- add, create that tension that a, a mechanical shark, no matter how well it worked, couldn't have created. Right.
1: Oh yeah. And also just to, to, give a lot of credit to the um to bill butler who was the cinematographer mm-hmm. such just like a gorgeous movie oh yeah. um and and he was also uh in the camera crew for the oscar winner of that year cuckoo's nest so right. um that that was a successful uh successful year for bill butler <laughs> uh, a lot made a lot of smart choices there <laughs> all right bill butler 1975 yeah. Way to go, bud! Yeah. So, um, anyway, I don't know. To talk about rebooting or remaking, is I I do agree that like a a Brody prequel would be interesting. I mean, there would be zero sharks, which is like a pretty interesting aspect of it. it
0: um, when what's I, up? It, well, <laughs> what's kind of crazy is when I, when I kind of think about the style, because I'm like, all right, you know, it's going to be set, you know, it would be set like, you know, I guess late 60s, maybe very early 70s. And I was thinking French Connection, which Roy Scheider co-stars in. Sure. With Gene Hackman as a New York well, City cop.
1: That's right. Oh, interesting. Um, I mean, I also suppose that one of... Brody's uh, assignments as a New York cop could also be fighting sharks. And by that, I mean the gang from West Side Story. In Steven Spielberg's
0: remake of West Side Story. <laughs> this is a real thing, by the way. This is happening? Oh, oh, you this, di- oh this... no, I'm not kidding. Yeah, Steven Spielberg is, is remaking West Side Story. Oh, my God. You know, re- readapting, I guess, West Side Story. So... Uh, Re- all right. readapting it for the screen. Um fair enough. Yeah, I don't know much about I know Cheetah Rivera is who was in the or, the original film of it mm-hmm. is going to be in this uh, some way shape or form. I don't know much more about the casting. I don't know how I necessarily feel about it. Um mm-hmm. Oh, I just thought of
1: one other thing that came up this past week in uh, Remake and Reboot News. And by the way, we are recording this uh, the day after, or the day that uh, the uh, the prior episode came out. So yes. our weeks might be a little, like stuff may happen before this episode That comes email up. came but, in uh, today
0: that we read before. It came
1: in today. So um, one thing is because of course we're going to talk about ghostbusters almost every episode. Uh, there was a quote from Jason Reitman saying that his new ghostbusters movie is going to be for the fans. And a lot of people, or it's like giving it, giving it back to the fans. And this was taken really, you know, in a very harsh way from like people that were involved with the, the Paul Feig ghostbusters movie. And, um, he has then gone back and was like, oh my God, that is not at all what I meant and was very complimentary to Paul Feig and the Ghostbusters movie that came out a couple years ago. Um, that's just bringing it up since it was, you know, I saw it in the news, but uh, this is, we, I get a newspaper that's uh, one page and it's just reboot news. And this is the front page, believe it or not, and the back page. Um, it's just a double-sided, so, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It's just the same thing on both sides. Yeah. Um,
0: oh, I guess. So also, anyway,
1: that's just another thing.
0: And 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 to to I guess we're so we're I don't know I don't have I don't know that I have much. The only thing I have to add to, to Jaws is you you were talking about you know something to pay homage to it, some type of mm-hmm. of reboot. And I was like, maybe, like, what about a, a series called Amity? Hmm. what What about setting you know, setting a show in Amity, and maybe it's a uh, it's the Amity of the original vision for Jaws two. By the way, was where mm-hmm. you find you come to Amity and Amity's all boarded up and shut down, and it's like a ghost town. That was part of the original concept of Jaws two. But imagine you have an Amity that that you could set the series in the early eighties, and you have sure you have an Amity that's reeling from. Shark attacks, and mm-hmm. you have a town that thrives on on tourism that doesn't you know, that that's not attracting tourists anymore. So what does this town do to to turn things around? And I don't know. Maybe you've got some crooked politicians you've got some I don't know so not to rip off Ozark but like some some money laundering <laughs> or maybe there's you know yeah. you could make I feel like you could you could take that setting and w- of course with the with the blessing of of the creators of Jaws create a you know a series create characters definitely have a, a connection Somewhat, but you know, it's not. It's not about sharks. It's about mm-hmm. what do what does a community do to recover after disaster hits
1: a, a major, huge, town wide tragedy.
0: Yeah, island wide tragedy. Yeah, people died. So that's very much so. That's graphically. So that's that's. I think that's all I have on on Jaws. Yeah, I mean, I had some other like, casting
1: ideas if there were to be a remake. Oh. Um, Well, just, like, people who I would like to see in... You know, well, the only one that I really thought would be interesting is if... um, And it would add a very different element to it, uh, especially if you're setting it in the same time period. Uh, But if Chief Brody were like... Oscar winner, Mahershala Ali, you know, some, something like that, where it's like kind of giving it a little twist that,
0: uh, I don't know, could kind of change the conversation a little bit. What's up? I'll throw a suggestion in there. Sure. As Quint, Gary Oldman. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Or I would, I would do Gary Oldman, possibly Brendan Gleeson.
1: Huh. I don't know if I see Brendan Gleeson Maybe so much, not, but it's
0: hard to get not anymore.
1: It's hard to think of him without thinking of him as like mad eye moody. <laughs> good point. Good point.
0: But yet you can think of Well, and Gary then, you get,
1: and then you can get and then you can get and then you can get Domhnall Gleeson
0: as uh, as Brody. Domhnall Gleeson is right? Okay. There we go. Great. We can, we can
1: get him we can get him back together with uh, Oscar Isaac. I, although I, I imagine Oscar Isaac more as a Brody and Domino Gleason more as a Hooper.
0: You just brought it full circle anyway. because you reminded me of who is voicing Gomez Adams in the Animated Adams family, Oscar oh, Isaac, it, who I actually think... Is it really? If they were doing a live action one and they cast Oscar Isaac, I'd be down with that. Oscar Isaac are, I'd be down with that too. I just thought like Hank Azaria would be a fun Gomez Adams. Yeah, I I think he's... A little aged out of well it. yeah no and not not now yeah yeah no prior
1: yeah um so looking at our list of of uh potential properties to talk about i mean adam's family is on the list do we just want to go adam's family for the next one
0: should we I guess we have we, we we already started talking about Adams family, so well, let's continue talking about it on the next episode. <laughs> let's just roll into it, yeah, Adams family, so I you know we'll 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 chat a little bit about the uh, the TV series, which we acknowledged kind of the original adaptation mm-hmm. yeah, oh we we could definitely talk Adams family next week <laughs> all right our next uh, next episode cool, yeah,
1: yeah, I mean. I really don't have much to say about uh, more about Jaws or any way to revisit it. It's just so good. Yeah. I mean, if I could do anything at all, it would be to take the word Jaws out of the titles for Jaws 2, 3, and 4 and just have them be their own separate <laughs> so the sec- shark movies. So the second one
0: is called 2, the third one is called 3D, and the fourth one is just called The Revenge. The Revenge. Or for yeah, The Revenge. Sure. I Oh, I had a thought and it was like gone disappeared in a moment but about <laughs> oh wow okay it's one of those we're things we're going to remember we're going to
1: take it we're going to take two three and four we're going to separate them from jaws we're going to strip the name jaws is this bringing anything what back What were we for saying you?
0: before that right before that
1: uh right before that we were talking about the adams family uh there's nothing more to say about jaws uh apparently not maybe maybe that's true Hard to say anyway yeah no if you have thoughts about jaws and the jaws franchise uh write to us at ruined at gmail.com um and also by the way quick shout out to the nintendo jaws game which was a lot of fun
0: <laughs> i have a vague Just recollection saying. of that yeah it's a, it's a it's a hard game yeah i don't i might have played it it's once It's good yeah but all yeah. right shout out to nintendo Shout out to Nintendo. Okay. Here's a, here's a little uh, bump for you guys. And and hey, shout out to you guys for for joining us. Please tell tell your friends, spread the wealth. And if you happen to visit us, yeah. whether it's iTunes, iTunes, Google, Switcher, wherever you listen Stitcher. to- Stitcher. Come on, Dan. Stitcher. You're not 100 years old. Stitcher. Yeah, no.
1: Yeah. Subscribe, uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. I don't think that any of the other ones have- rating or reviewing systems, but if write you to them have a chance to and, do it and ask for a sure, rating suggest system it. because of this <laughs> podcast. Thank and you. And yeah, next time,
0: Adam's family. All right. Da-na-na-na.
2: We are here on the beach where a giant shark has just eaten a girl swimmer. Well, Mr. Jaws, how was it? Dino-may! And what did she say when you grabbed her? Please, Mr. Please I know sharks are stupid, but what did you think when you took that first bite? How sweet it is! Mr. Jaws, before you swim out to sea, have you anything else to say? not be Why can't we be friends? With me now is the local sheriff. Sheriff Brody, the shark will be back for lunch. What do you intend to do? do a dance, make a love, get down Just arriving is oceanographer Matt Hooper. sir. If someone is attacked by a shark, what should they do? do the we are going aboard the fishing boat of Captain Quint. Captain, will you be able to catch this giant shark? I will! I will! I will! Uh, thank I you, Captain. Captain? Captain? Captain! When you catch one of these sharks, what do you feel like? Like a rhinestone cowboy. We've just sighted the shark again. He's coming straight for us. Captain Quint is shouting something at him. Get your baby. Hey, Jaws, the captain says he's going to catch you. What do you think of that? Uh oh, here he comes again. They've hit him. Mr. Jaws, why doesn't anything seem to hurt you? Big boys, don't cry. Big boys, don't cry. He's coming right onto the boat. Mr. Jaws, why are you grabbing my hand? Wouldn't you give your hand to a friend? No, wait, Mr. Jaws. That's not the way this record is supposed to end! Help! Help!